Good morning. Welcome to a Friday morning Arab Shabbat edition of JM in the AM. I'm Mayor Weingarten. In for Nachum Siegel, we're here with you for the next three hours with a great Arab Shabbat selection, news from Israel, lots of other features and stuff coming up. So stay with us. We'll be back at you at the bottom of the hour. Let's get things rolling with Shabbos Get Ready off of the album Sameach. No, it's off of the album Shabbos Get Ready. That's what it's called. 91.1 91.1 FM down here, up in the Catskills, 90.1 FM and around the world at jmdam.org. Yeah, God. 
Yeah, hey, yeah. 
Revelesheva, off of their album Kumu. Before that, the classic Mizmor Le David that everybody sings and most people don't know who composed. Well, the person who composed it was singing it there, Ben Sian Schenker. Ari Goldweg with Curry Bone off of the album Yeshua Trakivini Kivini Yeshua Secha Kivinu. That's the way they write it. Chaim David with Yachad off of Grateful and Alive opened up that four-song uninterrupted segment. My name is Mayor Weingarten, and I'm in for Nachum Siegel. Good morning, Boker Tov. It is 6.30 on this Friday, August the 16th, Erev Shabbat, Parshat Ki Tetzay, the 10th month. The 10th. <laughs> uh, we're off to a rousing start. 10th day in the month of Elul, 5773. Candlelighting time in New York is 7.53. It's a beautiful day outside, really nice. It's going to be uh, continue to be a nice day. The forecast is for sun the day through. High in the low 80s. Tonight clear, low 61, and tomorrow partly sunny uh, with a high of 82. 
Uh, we have lots of stuff planned. I'm afraid to s- tell you what it is because I'm afraid we won't get to it all and then you'll want to know what happened to it. I'll just say this. Jonathan Pollard, unprecedented. First time, Jonathan Pollard writes a um, op-ed piece. It appears in the Jerusalem Post. It's online at jpost.com. We'll tell you a little bit about that. And a very revealing poll in Israel. What the majority of Israeli Jews think about the current negotiations that are going on in Israel. Tell you some of that. We have some more stuff planned. We hope we'll get to it all. For example, (laughs) why, why in the uh, second quarter of 2013 was there a record number of American citizens renouncing their citizenship? We'll tell you a little bit about that, too. Okay, we're going to start the next segment with the Ain Pratt Fountainheads off of their, uh, their YouTube hit. This is from last year's Rosh Hashanah video that they put out. You can look it up online, YouTube, do a search for Ain Prat, E-I-N, Prat, P-R-A-T, Fountainheads. This is uh, Dip Your Honey. My name is Mayor Weinger, and I'm in for Nachum Siegel. We're here with you until 9 o'clock. Stay with us for a great Arab Shabbat program. We're at 91.1 FM down here, 90.1 FM up there in the Catskill region and in Rockland County at 91.9 FM. Turn yourself around, the world is spinning Feel the magic of a new day Open your heart to a first start, send your fears away You've made mistakes, you feel it you got what it takes, believe it Any wrong can be made right Just forgive and you need not fight Shana Tova Umetuka It's Rosh Hashanah Shana Nana Tova Umetuka so many new hopes waiting to find you. Open your eyes, the dreams you prize are all around you. The smiles are hiding, no use in guessing. Make up your mind, go out and find life's simple blessing. This is your time, you feel it. How sweet it is. Book of life. Ah, 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 
Oh, my God. 
Shabbos Thank you. 
Ariel Zilber with Ein Od Milvado. That's a great piece. Off of his album Ha'atalef Vehatarnagol. Before that, uh, before that, going back a long, long ways, Avram Fried from his very first album, I believe it was called No Jew Will Be Left Behind. And uh, that was Kel Haudaot, Shabbat and Gilo, Lev Tahor. Brand new from a different Razel, Lilach Razel, that was Karov Midai. Off of the album Kishoshana, we brought you Aaron Razel, Chaim David, and Shlomo Katz with Ravravin. Yoni Genot off of uh, his album Ot Leot, that was uh, Karibon, and we opened up that uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven song uninterrupted segment. Holy cow. We opened up that seven song uninterrupted segment with. Ain't Pratt Fountainheads and dip your, dip your apple in the honey. And uh, we're going to get soon to uh, the Reshet Bet News. Not before we remind you that you're tuned to America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Around the world at jamandam.org. And now in Rockland County at 91.9 FM. And of course, on your iPhone, your iPod, your iPad via the JM in the AM app, which is available for free, absolutely free, on the iTunes store. Just type in WFMU Jewish. And we're just waiting for the uh, 2 p.m. news live from Reshet Bet Israeli Radio. You hear that? That's, no, more more ads. That's interesting. Okay, so we'll tell you that we got more stuff coming up. Right after the news, we're going to open up with something new. Uh, it's not something new, actually. No, something new for our listeners, though, from Hamadre Goat, which is a great Israeli um, Israeli duo. We're going to open up with Uvechein Naktishach Melech, which is a piyud, a poem, said by um, our Sephardic brethren during the Yamim Noraim. And uh, they, of course, as far as him, began Slichot on Rosh Chodesh Elul and are saying it as we speak now. Here we go. Richard Bet, live news from Israel. Kol Yisrael Mirushalayim, Shalom Rav, Asha'a Shtayim, Inea Chadashot Mipit Vizalton. ראש הממשלה נתניהו אומר למזכיר האו"ם כי הכל יודעים שהשכונות היהודיות בירושלים ובגושי ההתיישבות יישארו בריבונות ישראל בהסכם הקבע, ולכן אין זה הנושא העיקרי שיש לדון בו. בפגישתו בירושלים עם המזכיר בן הדגיש ראש הממשלה כי יש לדון בדרכים להקמת מדינה פלסטינית מפורזת שתכיר במדינה היהודית. נתניהו שב ואמר כי ברור לכל שלא הסכסוך הישראלי-פלסטיני הוא שורש הבעיות במזרח התיכון, אלא אי ההכרה במדינת ישראל כמדינת העם היהודי. כתבנו המדיני רונן פולק מוסר כי ראש הממשלה שב והדגיש שהבעיה הגדולה של העולם כולו היא מאמציה של איראן להתחמש בנשק גרעיני. 
נציגים בדרג בכיר של מדינות האיחוד האירופי יתכנסו ביום שני לדון בהתפתחויות במצרים. הממונה על קשרי החוץ של האיחוד, קתרין אשטון, הודיעה כי אפשר שבהמשך תתקיים פגישה בדרג של שרי חוץ. מנהיגי גרמניה, בריטניה וצרפת אמורים לשוחח ביניהם כבר היום בעניין המצב במצרים, נוכח הדאגה הגוברת של העולם מהמשך האלימות שם. כוחות הביטחון של מצרים נערכים להפגנות הגדולות שמתכננת תנועת האחים המוסלמים אחר הצהריים, מחאה על הקטל של אנשיה השבוע בעת פינויה מן הכיכרות בקהיר. הצבא הציב כוחות סמוך למתקנים רגישים. אמש הודיע משרד הפנים בקהיר כי המשטרה תפתח באש חיה אל מתפרעים שיתקפו מבני ממשל או את כוחות הביטחון. שר החוץ לשעבר של איראן, עלי אכבר סלהי, מונה לעמוד בראש הסוכנות האיראנית לאנרגיה גרעינית. סלהי עמד בראש הסוכנות בטרם מונה לשר החוץ, והוא יחליף את פרעידון אבסי דווני, הנחשב לבעל עמדות נוקשות. פרשנים אומרים כי מינויו של סלהי, הנחשב מתון יחסית, הוא עוד איתות של הנשיא החדש רוהני, כי הוא גמיש מקודמו, ומעוניין בשיפור קשריה של טהרן עם הקהילה הבינלאומית. המשטרה משחזרת כעת את התאונה שבה נהרגו ארבעה בני אדם בהתנגשות בין אוטובוס למשאית בכביש 6 לפני כשבועיים. כתבנו אסף פוזיילוב מוסר כי במהלך השחזור התעמתו נהג האוטובוס וביתו עם צלמים ותקפו אותם. בשל השחזור כביש 6 נסגר לכיוון דרום ממחלף סורק עד למחלף קריית גת. בתאונת עבודה באשקלון נפצע פועל כבן 40 פצעים בינוניים. הוא נפל מפיגום כעשרה מטרים גובהו בשדרות בן גוריון. הפצוע הועבר לבית החולים ברזילי. לסיום, 43 שנים לאחר התפרקותה, ממשיכה להקת החיפושיות, הביטלס, לגרוף רווחים נעים ביותר. הכנסות הלהקה משיריה הסתכמו אשתקד ביותר מ-43 מיליון לירות סטרלינג, עלייה של כ-2 מיליון לירות סטרלינג מן הרווחים בשנה הקודמת. שני חברי הלהקה שעודם חיים, פול מקארטני ורינגו סטאר, קיבלו יותר מ-5 מיליון לירות סטרלינג כל אחד מן ההכנסות הכלליות, וסכום דומה הועבר לעזבונותיהם של ג'ון לנון וג'ורד אריסון. כתבנו בני דודקביץ' מוסר כי הכנסות הלהקה נובעות מתמלוגים על השמעת שיריה, ממכירת שירים ואלבומים ומשימוש פרסומי ביצירותיה. עורך החדשות איתי נבו, תחזית מזג האוויר מיד. החיסכון של מפתח דיסקונט מאפשר לכם לחסוך עשרות אלפי שקלים בלי להרגיש. רוצים גם? פרטים באתר ובסניפים. היום ומחר בלי שינוי במידות החום, ביום ראשון ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות וביום שני בלי שינוי של ממש. את חדשות כל ישראל אפשר למצוא גם באתר האינטרנט של רשת ב' בפייסבוק ובטוויטר. זה סוף החדשות מכל ישראל. רשת ב' של כל ישראל, כל החדשות, השידור הציבורי שלכם ובשבילכם. Um, in order to bring you the Russia Bet news from Israel, we needed to switch computers. <laughs> My name is Mayor Wang, and I'm in for Nachum Siegel. Nachum did a week-long uh, week of broadcasts, Monday through Thursday, from Israel, actually beginning in the United States with the Nefesh Benefesh flight, JFK, and then broadcasting from Ben Gurion Airport, and continuing through the rest of the week to broadcast from Israel. Today is a travel day. I'm happy to be in for him. Um, if you missed any of those broadcasts, especially 
Sunday and Monday, but the entire week. Go back to the uh, archives at jmdm.org. On the left-hand side, there's archives, and um, it is so worthwhile. These shows were just awesome, amazing, and uh, we encourage you to take a listen. As promised, we're going to something uh, from Hamadre God, an Israeli group, and this is Uvchenak Tishach Melech, which is um, something from the High Holy Days liturgy in the Sephardic community, from the Yamim Noraim. Hamadre God is an Israeli duo that uh, sings religious music, but with a very, very popular um, sound. That's the word we're looking for, I guess. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, for making us a part of your morning. We're here until 9 o'clock. My name is Mayor Wang, and in for Nachum Siegel, you're tuned to JM in the AM. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Shabbat Bachalon. Shabbat is coming up. It's in the window. We can see it. That was Harel Moyal. And before that, Hamadrigot with Uvechein Natishach Melech. Well, this is unprecedented, and so we'll give it a little bit of uh, unprecedented coverage. In uh, today's Jerusalem Post, 
and online at jpost.com. Jonathan Pollard wrote an op-ed piece. According to them, this is the first time that something that he's written is being published, and we'll read large parts of it, not all of it, but uh, some large parts of it. This is from Jonathan Pollard, who is, um, I believe it is now just about uh, coming up on 28 years. Yes, completing his 28th year of an unprecedented life sentence in an American prison. When tragedy strikes anywhere in the world, writes Pollard, the state of Israel is always amongst the first, among the first to offer help, sending experienced rescue teams, portable hospitals, and world-class medical experts to the scene. Israel is a world leader in medical research, farming technology, and military innovation. The country that made the desert bloom is the undisputed champion of high-tech innovation, all of which it generously shares with the world. Unfortunately, when it comes to morale, the state of Israel has the distinction of holding a number of world records which no other country would want. And now uh, Jonathan Pollard, in his op-ed piece, refers to the Gush Katif withdrawal and expulsion. He writes, over the last six decades, Israel's leaders and its judiciary have practiced the art of political expedience to such a degree that Israel is now the first and only country in the world to hold the following dubious honors. Israel is the only country in the world ever to voluntarily expel its own citizens from chunks of its homeland in order to hand over the land to its enemies. It is the only country in the world ever to voluntarily destroy the homes and businesses of its own citizens, leaving them with shattered lives and broken promises. And Israel is the only country in the world ever to voluntarily dig up and transport the graves of its dead so that the land could be turned over to its enemies. And these, uh, I'll add, these were things that were done, I believe it's eight years, is it eight years already? During the Gush Katif withdrawal and expulsion. Pollard continues, the state of Israel also holds unenviable world records for betraying those who serve the state, including the following. And of course, he refers to himself here. Israel remains the only country in the world ever to voluntarily cooperate in the prosecution of its own intelligence agent, refusing him sanctuary, turning over the documents to incriminate him, denying that the state knew him, and then allowing him to rot in a foreign prison for decades on end, cravenly foregoing its right to simple justice for the nation and for the agent. Additionally, continues Jonathan Pollard in his op-ed piece, Israel is still the only country in the world ever to violate its own system of justice by repeatedly releasing dangerous, unrepentant murderers and terrorists back into the civilian population with impunity. No other country in the world has ever done this. In summary, Israel has the dubious distinction of being the only country in the world so befuddled by moral ambiguity that it is willing to dishonor its dead, betray its bereaved, and disgrace its citizens for the sake of political expediency. Earlier this week, writes Jonathan Pollard, the state of Israel began the staged release of some of the worst murderers and terrorists the world has ever seen. 26 out of the 104 murderers scheduled for release went free on Tuesday. Many are serving multiple life sentences for their heinous crimes and their many victims. The blood of their victims cries out from the grave at this affront to human decency. Their cries go unheard. The bereaved families of the victims beg and plead not to free the savage murderers of their loved ones. Their entreaties go are ignored. 
Overriding all objections, the government of the state of Israel is bound and determined to release the murderers whose victims are not all dead. Some have been maimed, crippled, and disfigured for life. Others show no external scars, but have had parents, children, and loved ones amputated from their lives. No one sees the broken hearts that will never stop bleeding for their loss. Authentic Jewish tradition, continues Jonathan Pollard, teaches in great detail how to relate to the dead with honor and reverence. The dead are not only keepers of the past, they are our teachers, our moral guides, and our inspiration for the future. A country with no respect for the dead has no respect for the living. A sovereign state which is capable of dishonoring its dead by freeing their murderers and tormenting their bereaved loved ones has in essence discarded all of the moral underpinnings of its own existence. Nor should it come as any surprise, as any student of history knows, that no country can survive without a clearly defined moral infrastructure. The land of Israel is eternal, and the state of Israel has temporal stewardship over the land. The corrosive moral ambiguity that has brought us to this dreadful day is relentlessly eating away at the legitimacy of the state's continued role as legal guardian of the land. The prognosis is dire. Only a reawakening of national resolve and a rebirth of ethical politics rooted in national self-respect, moral recititude, and courage of conviction can guarantee the future. No political process devoid of these fundamental values will ever end the agony or the fear for the state of Israel. It is clearly time for an historic restoration. This is, uh, these are parts of the op-ed piece, unprecedented the first time that Jonathan Pollard writes from prison an op-ed piece published in the Jerusalem Post and uh, available online at jpost.com. I am. I don't know if uh, someone will answer his piece. Obviously, it is coming from a place of great pain, as Jonathan Pollard has, as we mentioned, completed 28 years in prison and uh, no end is in sight, many of them in solitary confinement. And surely he feels greatly abandoned by his beloved state of Israel. We are going to go back to the music here at JMDM. My name is Mayor Wangan. I'm in for Nachum Siegel. We're here with you until 9 o'clock with great Jewish music. Hopefully making your Erev Shabbat just, even, I shouldn't say that, even better than it was already. Here's another Razel, Nitzan Chen Razel, with Mizmor Shil Yom Shabbat. This will bring back memories if you ever spend some time in Israel. Stay tuned to JM and the AM. Say, 
Kochvei Boker, Eti Ankeri, and Odelia Berlin. That's a Breslov Nigan. That's what I'm told. Kochvei Boker. Before that, Nitzan Chen Razel, another one of the Razel family, the musical Razels, we should say. Off of the album Motzemakom, that was Mizmor Shir, Liom HaShabbat. Sung in many uh, shuls in Israel on Friday night, and that's a version of what you would hear in Shul. Really nice stuff. Mayor Weingarten in for Nachum Siegel, 7.30 on this Friday morning, Erev Shabbat, Parshat Ki Teitzeh, candle lighting time in New York, 7.53, in Yerushalayim, 6.46, Tel Aviv, 7.01. Really gorgeous weather here in the uh, tri-state, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area. Right now it's in the 60s, Beautiful day, sunny low in the 80s. High in the low 80s is what I should have said. Tonight, clear with a low of 61, and tomorrow, partly sunny with a high of 82. A poll done in Israel and published in today's Mariv. You can get it online, NRG. 
is their website, NRG. Polled Jewish Israelis about the uh, what they what's called the peace process, the Oslo agreements. Twenty years since the uh, Oslo agreements, it'll be September. It'll be twenty years. According to your opinion, did the Oslo agreements have a positive or negative effect on Israel? in the political security and economic areas. <laughs> this is pretty amazing. 57% of Israelis said that it had a negative effect on Israel in those areas. It doesn't break down the areas, though, which, which would be interesting. Only 11% said it had a positive effect, and 20% said it made no difference. Now, the next question is, would you support a comprehensive agreement which includes Israeli withdrawal, including security withdrawal, which means the army will no longer be in Yehuda and Shamron and what Israel would get for its withdrawal from Yehuda and Shamron would be recognition as a Jewish state and the Arabs would give up what they call the right of return that means the right of all people who call themselves Palestinians to become citizens in the current state of Israel so that's the question. Would you agree, would you support this kind of agreement, which is the type of agreement that basically is called a two-state solution, which is what they're negotiating for right now? 53% say they would not support it. They would be against such an agreement, and only 39% say they would support it. Now, I will say that that number will change dramatically if agreement, let's say in uh, six months down the road, there's some sort of an agreement reached, I think the numbers would change. But it is interesting that most Israelis, and I think this is well known, but the numbers here are pretty interesting, most Israelis feel there is no partner with whom to speak, and there is no possibility of changing the current situation, especially with what's happening in Syria and Egypt. The instability around Israel and the Arab world, I think, causes most Jews in Israel to feel that um, they need to be secure, and the best way to secure themselves is not to withdraw from any areas and to stay where they are. And that's that's amazing. 57% of Israelis feel that Oslo had a negative effect on the country. That's in today's Ma'ariv. You can find it, uh, it's in Hebrew, but you can find it on nrg.com. We um, received a birthday wish. Happy birthday wishes to somebody whose birthday is tomorrow. The message says that the person should celebrate your birthday.
You work hard at life and deserve to rejoice on your Yom Huledet. And that comes from your loving friend and all of us here at Jamin the Amen. We're told that the uh, birthday celebrant will enjoy this particular cut off of the Maccabees' first album. My name is Mayor Weingarten. I'm in for Nachum Siegel. Stay tuned to JM in the AM.
Live performance in Israel. Both of the double album, double CD and DVD. That's a great album, by the way, and that's an amazing song. That Natana uh, Tokef was written in Kibbutz Beit Hashita, a secular kibbutz in Israel. By a secular Jew by the name of Yair Rosenblum. It was written after the Yom Kippur War. The kibbutz lost 13 of its members during the Yom Kippur War. And that moved the kibbutz members and Yair Rosenblum to write this amazing melody to Natanatokef. And he said that when he wrote it, he combined the different styles of the different Jewish communities that live in Israel, Sephardic and Ashkenazic, and within them, the different communities. He combined motifs of their music all into one, because we are one. And this Unatana Tokef has become so popular, I believe that Avram Fried is the first 
person to record, uh, per, first uh, religious person to record it, but it's become so popular that it is now sung in many, many shuls throughout Israel. It is amazing what the state of Israel can do to somebody. Tremendous reawakening. We play, by the way, a lot of the music written to our Mikorot Kedoshim, our Jewish sources, traditional sources, but written by secular Israelis. We play lots of that on the Israel show, which I host every Monday right after JM and the AM on the stream on the Nachum Siegel Network. So we uh, encourage you to tune into that. You can do so on the app. You can do so online. The app is available at the uh, iTunes store. Just do a search for WFMU Jewish. And we have a Facebook page as well, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. So uh, take a look. We are sending out, started last week, it's going to continue uh, with a great uh, strength this week, the the exodus, if you will, of the um, post-high school one-year Israel program students. This week is the big week. And so um, we send out a Tzaytchem L'Shalom, a Boachem L'Shalom, to all the students that are leaving, all the young men and women that are going to Shivot and Midrashot and Upanot and seminars, seminaries in Israel. We wish you a wonderful year, a year of growth, a year of Ahavat Yisrael and Ahavat Eretz Yisrael. And the ones that I am particularly affiliated with and have an relationship with Ashrenu Leiv HaTorah Mevaseret the Midrashot Amit Midrashot Harova Midrashot Moriah Midrashot Yehud MMY Netiv Aryeh Nishmat Oraita Reishit Yerushalayim Tiferet Torah Shraga Yisodei Torah. there are more these are the ones I'm familiar with we wish them all everybody have a wonderful and amazing year in Israel and in honor of you we're playing this Harimi on Jamie and the A, my name is Mayor Weingarten. I'm in for Nachum Siegel. We're at 91.1 FM down here, up there in the Catskills, 90.1 FM, and now in Rockland County at 91.9 FM. Yeah. 
Harimi, that's going out to um, all those going to Israel this week, next week. We're going to be spending their year, their post-high school year studying abroad. We send you all Tzedchan Shalom, Baruchan Shalom, and wish you the best. My name is Mayor Wangan, and I'm in for Nachum Siegel. And you are tuned to America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program, heard on listener sponsor WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. And now, in Rockland County, at 91.9 FM, that's amazing. Everybody, tell your friends, tell everybody that you can listen to JM in the AM at 91.9 FM, and, and of course, around the world at jmindam.org, and on your iPhone, iPod, iPad, and iPad Mini, via the JM in the AM app, which is available free in the iTunes store. If you haven't downloaded it yet, please do so. It's amazing. You can listen to the show live, you can listen to the stream, and you can listen to uh, archives of the show as well on the JM in the AM app. Just go to the iTunes store and type in WFMU Jewish. Rabbi Yudin will be coming up soon. This week's Haftarah, Roni Akara, includes the uh, following psukim, Berega Katona Zavtich, this is from Yeshayahu, Perek Nundalid, 54th chapter. God talks to the exiles. This is uh, after the destruction of the first Beit HaMikdash, the first temple. Well, I should say that there's a machloket, there's a difference of opinions amongst the many commentators whether this refers to that period of time or our period of time but so we'll say it can refer to both God says to the Jewish people Berega Katon Azavtich for a short while I forsook you I left you but but with vast, huge love, I will bring you back. Beshetsef Ketsef, which is a very interesting expression. Beshetsef Ketsef, Histarti Fanai Regamimech. I hid my face from you, which means God turned away from us. But, again, I will, God promises that I will take you back with everlasting kindness and love. Amar Hashem. Shetsef, Ketsef means an outburst of anger. Ketsef, as we know, and the Tanakh means anger, but it also means foam. And we know in English, you say the person's so angry, he's foaming at the mouth when somebody gets very angry. That happens. And so the word ketsef is also like the white foam that you would see on the uh, waves in the ocean, and it's also anger. And so the shetsef ketsef, the outburst of anger, could also be thought of as a flash flood 
We have it in the Negev many times. Suddenly, there's an outburst of rain, and there's a flooding of the wadis, the, the riverbeds, and the water goes by so fast and with such strength that it basically wipes out everything in its path. And God says, with that kind of fury, I turned away from you. But I will come back to you with everlasting love. And that would explain the next pasuk. This is just like the floods of Noah, and therefore the Shetzef Ketzef being a metaphor for a flash flood that destroys everything in its way makes sense because God says just like I promised that there will never be a flood in the same way I have promised God says that I will never get angry with you in the same way Miktsof, the Ketsef, Alayich Umig Arbach. And if we apply it to our times, one could say that the Shetsef Ketsef, the period of the Holocaust of Hester Panim, when God literally turned away from us, a short period which destroyed everything in its wake, but then, Barachamim Gedolim Akapzeich. Then God collected us up and brought us back home with tremendous love. Avrami Flam, the title track of his album, are these words: Beshetzef Ketzef. Here it is. My name is Mayor Wangarn. I'm in for Nachum Siegel. Rabbi Yudin coming up soon with thoughts on the Torah portion of the week. Stay tuned to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM up in the Catskills and in Rockland County, 91.9 FM. Start the night, regami me. 
בשצף קצף, סטארטי פונה, רגע ממי, ובפסד אויבו ריחמתי.
Avrami Flam with words from this week's Haftarah, Veshetzef Ketzef, Berega Katon, and then it's the title track of uh, one of his earlier albums, Beshetzef. My name is Mayor Wangan, in for Nachum Siegel. Thank you so much for tuning in and making us a part of your morning, your Erev Shabbat. It is Erev Shabbat, Parshat Kitetzei. And at this time, each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbat, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomri Torah of Fairlawn, New Jersey with thoughts on the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Mayor. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Kiseitzei. Parshas Kiseitzei has the distinction of containing the most mitzvos of any parsha in the Torah. According to the Chinuch, it contains 74 mitzvos. And what a array and selection of mitzvos. You have the mitzvah of marriage, as well as you have the mitzvah of divorce. And what does that mean, the mitzvah of divorce? It means that if a couple need to get divorced, then the Torah prescribes how it is to be done, specifically with a get, with a written document. You have in this week's parasha, not only is there a prohibition in our Torah of using false weights and measures, but there's a prohibition in our Torah which says you cannot even have it in your house, in your store. You're never going to use it. You're just going to have it. Just the possession thereof is a negative prohibition. Wow. I'd like to focus on a mitzvah, which, as the Chinuch tells us, is one of the few biblical mitzvahs that we cannot do today because Sancheirev, the king of Ashur, came and literally mixed up the nations and moved them around so we no longer have clear identity of who comes from whom, but the Torah tells us in chapter 23, Pasuk 4, 
and 7, the Torah tells us of the prohibition of a man from Ammon and Moab marrying into the Jewish people. They can convert and become Jews, but they cannot marry into the Jewish people. And what's the reason for this? The Torah says, because they did not literally greet you and extend to you lechem and mayim, literally bread and water, when you left Egypt. And in addition, they hired Bilam to attempt to curse you. What's going on here? Did we really need their bread and water? We had the mun. God nourished us from the heavens. We had the air of Miriam. So we had clear, fresh water as well. Who needed their bread and water? And the answer is not that we needed it. They needed to show hakoras hatov. They needed to show appreciation to Avraham. The Torah tells us back in Parshas Vayera that when God destroyed the five cities of Sodom and Amorah, He spared and saved Lot because he remembered Avraham. And in the merit of Avraham, Lot was saved. Ammon and Moab are the children of Lot. And therefore, menschlichkeit, basic decency, demanded that they reciprocate in kind. And so when we left Egypt, we were needy, the former slaves, they should have come and offered us minimally bread and water. The fact that they did not shows such a character flaw that the Torah says they are not to marry into the Jewish people. Now this is such an important concept that we are to realize that the 561st mitzvah is really telling us that we are to make sure that we refine our character and that we are ever makir tov, we're ever appreciative of those who extend kindness to us. And so... I'd like to share with you some of the ideas that Rav Nevinsol Shlita, in his essay on Parshas Kisetse, highlights the fact that, wait a minute, the 611th mitzvah is for us, to emulate God. And so, let's take a look. Hashem gives reward even for those who didn't do the act, but that was their intention to do the act. And so, as we find in the Gemara Kedushin, Mem Amaral of 40a, the Talmud teaches, Machshava Tova HaKadosh Baruch Hu Mitztarfo 
ma'aseh. If a person has a good intention, so God literally looks upon that intent that they wanted to do as if the person actually did it. I know of a case where somebody literally set their alarm and they were to get up early and go to the airport in order to pick up people arriving early at the airport and the alarm malfunctioned, they didn't hear it, they felt terrible, understandably. But the idea is we the beneficiaries or the potential beneficiaries have to be thankful even for their intent, for their wanting to come, for their willingness to come. What did we have two weeks ago when the Torah speaks about the mitzvah of tzedakah? So the Torah says, Ki because of your giving, yivarechacha. The word davar is not only because of this matter, but oftentimes the rabbis interpret the term davar as dibur. What if I really don't have money at this time to give the poor person, but I give him my dibur, I give him encouraging talk, I give him a sense of a boost in terms of his morale, telling him I wish him well, etc. That too, your person gets reward for. And, again, listen carefully. What do you find in this week's parasha among the 74 mitzvos? You have in chapter 24, Pasuk 19, the mitzvah of shikha. One of those interesting mitzvos you can never prepare for. A person forgets a sheaf in the field. Torah says, oh no, don't go back, don't send your kid to go get it, leave it for the poor. You can't intentionally forget to leave a bundle in the field. Look at the Rashi, chapter 24, verse 19, that a person is getting benefit even though there was no intent when he left the sheaf in the field. Comes along Rashi, that what's the case here? you have a situation whereby emor meyata nafla selam yado a person didn't realize that he or she had a hole in their pocket they come home and they say oh my goodness I lost twenty dollars and they might even bemoan the fact that they lost twenty dollars not having been aware of the hole in their pocket but what happened umatsa ani vinisparnes but God knows that a poor person who hasn't had a hot meal in a day or two finds the $20, goes and gets him or herself that hot meal. God gives reward for that even though it was not your intent. And so we see what kind of a generous, easy marker Hashem is when it comes to giving schar, and we have to learn from Him. 
And rather than say, well, the person was going anyway, so I really don't have to thank him, and my being with them was good, yeah, you can come up with all kinds of reasons why you shouldn't be makir tov. And the Torah is teaching us just the opposite. You are to be a makir tov. And learn from Moshe Rabbeinu, when the daughters of Yisro say to their dad, how is it that we got home early today because a Egyptian man saved us from the shepherds who normally bullied us, they said, An Egyptian man saved us from the shepherds. At first glance, they're referring to Moshe. But when the daughters of Yisrael said thank you to Moshe, Moshe said to them, Wait a minute, don't thank me. Thank the Ishmitzri. Thank the Egyptian that, if you remember, in the early part of the book of Shmos, beat the Jew that Moshe then killed, and because Moshe killed him, it became known to Paro, and Moshe had to run away, and that's why I'm here, so don't thank me, thank the cause of why I am here. Amazing. So what do we see? That Ammon and Moab, on the one hand, who unfortunately did not have Hakoras Hatov to Avram Avinu, and contrast this with King Shaul, the first king, who when he went to fight against Amalek, he advises the descendants of Yisro. He says, leave the proximity of Amalek, because we're going to destroy Amalek, and we don't want to kill you out, again in recognition of that Koras HaTov that Yisro did for Moshe. And the idea is that each and every one of us should focus on how much Hakoras Hatov we owe our teachers. Really, think about it. Schools, yeshivos, would be in much better shape if the alumni showed more Hakoras Hatov for the institution that gave them the education all along the way. And how much HaKoras HaTov do we owe our spouses? And this is something which is so significant. Note, says Rav Nevensol, in chapter 1, the Navi Yirmiyo chastises the nation of Israel, saying that because of their sins, there will be a Churban, to Yerushalayim and the Mikdash. But at the very beginning of chapter 2, God, even at such a time, never forgets. I remember, literally, the kindness of your youth. The love at the time of our marriage. Marriage being there, and Kabbalah's HaTorah. And listen carefully. Literally, you went after me in a desert, in a land which was not inhabited, and one that you could not grow therein, and just think so many couples, unfortunately, forget what each one has done for the other. And that's such an important point. And we are to literally try to give more, The more you give to one another, 
the stronger the relationship is. And I strongly recommend that we say thank you to your children for that which you ask them to do. Teaching them that they should become appreciative of all the things that people do for them. If you are appreciative of what man does for you, you will be appreciative of what Hashem does for you. And unfortunately, the converse is true as well. Asher lo yoda es Yosef Paro, who begins and does not show Hakoras Atov to Yosef, continues and graduates Mi Hashem. He doesn't know Yosef, he doesn't know God. Say thank you to your spouse for supper. It was delicious, and thank you. And I know you had a hard day, and I appreciate it very much. And say thank you to him for putting the kids to sleep. I know you had a hard day. I know you might have enjoyed it, but it was a help to me, etc. Let's close with a beautiful interpretation. In chapter 2, Hashem says, It's not good that man should be alone. Says the Ksava Kabbalah, What was man missing? Lo Tov. He did not have Tov. Tov doesn't only mean it's good for me, but the definition of Tov is to share to give to the next one. You make a bracha of Shechianu when you buy something for yourself. You make a bracha of Hatov Amitiv when you share with others. What a rich parsha, parshas, Kiseitse is, refining our character, especially in the month of Elul, reminding us that we are to be Makir Tov, of the gifts that Hashem has given us, and this way we can please God, approach Him for the forthcoming year, and say, look, I used your gifts wisely, please give me an extension, and give me more. Shabbat Shalom to all. Thank you very much, Rabbi Yudin. We're going to continue with the music. We have a shout-out going out to Colleen and David. From all of us here at Jam and DM, here's Ari Goldberg with Daror Yikra.
followed Maim Rabi, Maim Rabi, Adiri, Adiri, Mamish Pereyam, Adir Bamarom, Was um, Machsan was the name of that album with Mikolot Maim Rabim. Going back a little ways. Before that, Lev Tahar with Dror Yikra off of the album Hare Yehuda. Yoni Genot and Shai Gabso with Vieda Kol Paul. That's from the uh, High Holidays Liturgy off of Yoni Genot's album Ot Leot. Keladon, brand new, literally just released from God Elbaz. And we open up that five-song, uninterrupted music, Arab Shabbat music segment, with Ari Goldwag and Dror Yikar off of his album, Simcha Bilibi. We're wrapping up an amazing week here at JM in the AM. Nachum Siegel did broadcasts from Israel, including um, flying over with Nefesh Benefesh broadcasting on Monday from JFK and on Tuesday from Ben Gurion Airport with hundreds of... Uh, American Jews who made Aliyah, including over 300 young men and women who made uh, who are going to volunteer, is what the answer is, volunteer to serve 
in the Israeli army, and that is an amazing, amazing thing. Things have changed. People, uh, when I was growing up, people tried to avoid army service. Now you have over 300 people going to Israel in order to volunteer to serve in the army, and most of them want to go into combat units. And uh, you know how else things have changed? When I was growing up, many Israelis wanted U.S. citizenship, and U.S. Olim didn't want to give up their citizenship. And now, over a thousand Americans renounced their citizenship in the second quarter of 2013. You want to hear more about that and why that happened, and some interesting, some very interesting um, new laws that the United States passed that will affect people that live abroad. Tune in to the Israel Show. I will shamelessly plug. Immediately following Jamie in the AM, every Monday morning, hosted by yours truly. So tune in for that. To the stream, it's on the stream. Mazel Tov going out to Eli Lowy on his Afruf. And to um, Binyamin Avram Frankel on his. And that's going from, coming from listener Moishi. And all of us at Jamie Dame. It's time to say good shots. Here's Journeys on Jamie and the AM. The sun is going down. It's shining through the trees. Another week's gone by.
Please remember Israel's prisoners of war and missing in actions. Charya Shlomo ben Miriam Baramel Tzvi ben Penina Feldman. Yikutiel Yehudan Ahmed ben Sarah Katz. Guy ben Rina Chever, Ron ben Batya Arad. And please also remember that Jonathan Pollard, Yehonatan ben Malka, spends another Shabbat in prison. 28 years worth. Thank you so much for tuning in and making us a part of your Erev Shabbat. Nachum will be back on Monday. Kaylee is next. Please tune in on Monday, right after JM and the AM, to the Israel Show, hosted by myself on the stream at jmandtheam.org, and available also on the app. You're tuned to America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Now in Rockland County at 91.9 FM, and around the world at jmandtheam.org. Have a great Shabbos. Until next time we meet, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race.